Hello and good evening, good morning, depending on where you're at and what side of the world that you are on. This is episode 24, if you can believe it, of Terrific Talk. We are already now almost at 25 episodes in. Crazy to think about. And tonight with me, I have Vampire Toy and Silver Trigger, who are going to talk with me tonight about horror and vampires. So good evening and good morning to you. How are you two doing? Hello. Doing good. How about you guys? I am grand. Had a nice lunch and I'm ready to talk your ears off. (laughs) (laughs) And I am fabulous as well. Once again, uh, thank you too for coming on. Uh, Vampire Toy, I know you're in the process of Well, you have moved, but getting all that stuff done, so I know how busy that can get. And and Silver, I know you had to wake up from a nap, probably, but nevertheless, I appreciate uh, you two coming on. Not a problem. All right, so let's just go ahead and jump right into it and get to talking about vampires they have to be one of my favorite supernatural creatures besides werewolves um and i can't say enough good thing about vampires and i could probably just like babble i I babble on and i probably will but let me go ahead and get started with the first question here so whenever you think about vampires whether you're um, a vampire in a game, whether you're watching a vampire movie, whether you see a vampire show, what do you feel, um, whenever you think of the word vampire, what do you feel defines a vampire? So like, what is the quintessential vampire to you? Hmm. I would say, I'd feel like they are like the next stage of evolution because they are superior to humans in almost every way you know sharper senses a body that can take a beating uh despite their hunger for blood uh even though they have their weaknesses like sunlight and but it really depends on the mythos that they're based in like the universe as well let's see yeah i completely agree um for me personally what defines a vampire in in my book is a creature basically that feeds on a form of life force. It doesn't necessarily have to be blood, just any type of energy that uh, can be considered that life essence, right? And uh, that's kind of what I think about when I think of vampires. So we have so many different types, beautiful and grotesque, different you know forms of vampires. But I think at the very heart of the definition, it is like uh, Silver was mentioning, the the evolution of a creature that is a little bit, looks like us, but more evolved than us, but has adapted to take the life energy from humans in some form. That's definitely a good way of looking at it, the next stage of human evolution. So in uh, media, what do you think about this, this trend that's been going on for a little while about like, you know, the sexy vampire. I mean, I guess depending on the kind of mythos as you were taught, you two were talking about that, you, um, that, uh, you believe in, 
um, maybe sexy vampires may be like, oh, you're fine, or maybe they piss you off. So just what are your thoughts about this new trend of, like, the sexy vampire? Hmm. Uh, I'm not really a huge fan of sexy vampires in in general. I mean... I mean, sure, they're more appealing than, say, like, Nos- Nosferatu and uh, a regular Dracula. That can be hideous. But, yeah, not really a fan of them. Because, sure, they can be seductive and can easily persuade humans to do their bidding. But, overall, I guess they could be quite deceptive. Because it really depends on their powers that they might possess. But, yeah, I'm not really a fan. Hey, Vampire Toy, what's your take on the trend of the sexy vampire? I think it is a very successful trend, and that's probably why it has continued so long. Um, I like having the the ideal self idea that vampires portray. You know, that, like, you, you just... Every, when you think of a vampire, especially thanks to Hollywood, you think of just this beautiful being it perfect in every way just he walks into the room and heads turn and like that's kind of <laughs> like the ideal self right and mm-hmm. i feel like that is what is so appealing to us and that's why it has been a trend in so much of our culture is because their 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 physique is just phenomenal they've got powers like we were talking about they're like they're just uh, uh, way above the game, you know. But I also really do adore and love vampires that come back to the very heart of what a vampire is, which is this demonic force, something that comes to hunt us as humans. Like we want uh, to have this appeal to this to these creatures, you know. Um, having this beauty almost makes it so we're more uh, like our defenses go down almost. But I think having that um, brutal and grotesque kind of creature also brings it back to this is a creature. It is an evil creature. Beware. Do not trust. You know? So I don't know. I, I like it. But I also like when films, movies, uh, books, TV shows, whenever they, they just go the alternative route where, you know, they just... It is a vampire, but it's just hideous, and you're just like, ugh. I like them both. <laughs> Personally, I like them both. If you can, if you can spin it in a particular way to make it interesting, then you've done a great job. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm in agreement there. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like having the best of both worlds, like in the movie From Dusk Till Dawn, where you had like oh, you yeah. know the beautiful oh, yeah. kind of seductive yes. creatures that then oh, yeah, change yeah, yeah. into the grotesque vampires. Exactly. Yep. And I think also Lost Boys and Buffy the Vampire Slayer, both of them also, yeah. pr- like, like, they do that really, really well. They have, you know, this beautiful, these beautiful people. And then the next thing you know, they just change and you're just like, um, uh, do not want. Sharp teeth, yeah, no, thank Flatty you. Pig looking noses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, thank you. I am leaving now. Goodbye. <laughs> so, besides the fact that vampires are powerful, these powerful, kind of beautiful, seductive creatures, why do you think um, p- 
people and uh, pop culture in general, what what do you think people's fascination with vampires are besides the fact that oh, they're these like beautiful, just kind of se- seductive human-like creatures? Hmm. Maybe it's something that we can try to aspire to be, but without the vampiric powers. I mean, there are many people that are charismatic, for instance, and uh, they can basically convince other people to do stuff that uh, they wouldn't probably normally consider. That's a good point, yeah. Yeah, going back to, I guess, the the idea of the ideal self, um, that same idea of having, you know, beauty and really great physique and everything, it is kind of an appeal to that ideal self. And, uh, you know, it doesn't hurt that they are also immortal, and depending on the lore, they have certain abilities. Um, so I feel like with those combinations, it's kind of like, why wouldn't you want that? But then also on the flip side, you know, then you have the argument of, well, do you really want to live forever? So I don't know. I think it's per person. What is it that it appeals to you for? Oh, oh yeah, because everyone has their own unique mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One person could desire to be immortal and not understand the consequences of having an eternal life. Well, someone would not want to desire that and say, well, I want to live my life to the fullest, and whether it ends, it ends. Hmm. Well, let me ask you both this. Would the idea of being an immortal vampire um, be something that would interest you? <laughs> Are you asking if I would like to be a vampire? Is this even a question? Yes, this is a question. Randy, get out. <laughs> uh, yes. I mean, hell, I, why not? I see. I, I kind of already have a sleep schedule based around a vampire, so why not? Oh, no. <laughs> yes, yeah, so if you're a night owl, you should automatically want to be a vampire. Of course. Yeah, that is. My, the most logical. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yes, I know vampire toy that just like I probably should have asked you that <laughs> question. But it's just something that I had to ask. I mean I'm giving you a hard time. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, God, you. But I don't I don't I'm not sure just pretty much about the whole immortality thing. I mean, on one hand it's like, oh man, it's this would be great, but then on the other hand, it's a pretty lonely existence. You kind of see this in some vampire stories where the vampire just ends up uh, going mad at the very thought of just like, you know, I have to live like these hundreds and thousands of years and just essentially just I'm alone. And if I get close to somebody, they're going to eventually die anyway. And then I'll really be alone. That, that thought doesn't appeal to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that is the downside of it. Yeah. That actually, um, that actually, it's a really good point, and it is something that I really liked how they covered that in the show called True Blood. Um, mm. One of my actual favorite characters only lasted like two episodes or something like that. But the idea was, is he was this really, really ancient vampire, and he he had changed one of the main character vampires, and they had a history together for a really, really long time. And the episode. Sorry if I'm ruining it for anybody, but you might want to skip past it if you want to watch True Blood. Just skip this part. But yes. um, he he ends up deciding that he's going to um, see the final sunrise. And he 
he's just decided, you know, like, I'm so old. I'm tired of seeing all of, like, he's seen so much, like, uh, violence between humans and vampires that he's just kind of done with it. And so he just decides, I'm, I'm out of here. I just want out. So he just, he clocks out, basically. And so I think that's also a really good point to be bringing up as well, this idea of, yeah, it might seem appealing initially, but your the tune of your song might change in a couple millennia, you know? It, yeah, <laughs> it, is a, it is something that I like seeing stories t- talk about, especially in the vampiric um, story uh, narrative. Yeah, I don't I don't remember the name of the older vampire character, but I do remember that episode and the vamp the older vampire character had turned Eric, that big blonde heading guy. Yes, the hunky, yes. The hunky. Yeah, another show is sexy vampires. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Drooling every episode, not gonna lie. Oh jeez. <laughs> no, but seriously, I, I really liked that show too it's it it really covered lots of very unique things and touched on a lot of questions about vampires so i did like true blood personally the show was better than the books i will admit that it's yeah the books just pretty much not appeal to me but we can get to talking about uh things that we hate whenever we get to that specific question but let's kind of go way way back okay so if you can remember what is the first vampire movie you remember seeing or game that you remember playing i know that i remember dressing up as a vampire once for halloween but I, I I gotta think about like what was the first vampire related thing that I watched. So I will pose that question to you. First vampire movie you saw, first vampire game you played. Just either one. First movie I ever saw, if I can actually remember, I think it was Interview with the Vampire. Classic. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure that was my first vampire movie. Oh, yeah, Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt. Kirsten Dunst, 1994. How old were you in 94? Were you even born yet? I was two years old. He, t- yeah, well, so you probably weren't <laughs> watching it at two years old. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was seeing it definitely in my childhood, but I, I was not two years old. I can't remember anything that happened before I was three, obviously. <laughs> and Silver, was that the movie that got you to start liking vampires as, um, you know, as supernatural creatures, or did that come later? Admittedly, no. Watching Blade actually got me into vampires, believe it or not. Oh. <laughs> That's funny because uh, Blade was actually my first vampire movie, I think. <laughs> I had to think about this a really long time and I was like, what, what, would it, what was that one moment? And I think it was Blade. And I think like my parents sat me down because that we had all three of them. And I was like, oh, what's this? And my dad's like, you... You, you never, we never sat you down to watch this. Okay, so I sat down with him to watch it, and it was love at first sight. <laughs> like ever since that moment, I was just, I was interested. I wanted to find out more. So, and now here you are, a vampire encyclopedia. Yeah. Yes. Yep. <laughs> tried to like I had to kind of think about this too and I I I think I 
finally like got it. Like since I was an eighties baby, of course, a lot I grew up a lot on eighties horror. And I think that my, if I can remember correctly, my first vampire movie I saw was the one you see on the title card here, The Lost Boys. Yes, uh, yeah, so, so that was the first one I saw. I just remembered that it was fun. It had its cool, like, you know, vampire moments. It had its creepy mm-hmm. vampire moments. It had, yeah, oh, 1987. Yeah. Yes, I was five years old. Um, so it came like a little bit later. I was like a few years older before I think I finally saw that. I think it was maybe about like two years later, but I just remember just like, I don't like that Kiefer Sutherland guy. He's a dick. <laughs> it's pretty much just like, that's, that was like the main thing, I guess that I came out of when I watched that movie. I remember though, I didn't really like vampires until I actually interviewed with the vampire. Uh, so, which is the first vampire movie that Silver saw. <laughs> it's just so weird. Just full circle here. <laughs> I know, right? This is cool. Ah, so we got someone saying their first vampire movie was Salem's Lot in 1979. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, based on uh, Stephen King. I forget whether it's a novel. Novel. I remember reading it. I don't remember uh, what it was about, of- though. <laughs> There's a lot of vampire movies that I want to watch. Oh, man. oh yeah, there's so many. Yeah, I, wish I didn't miss Queen of the Damned though. Darn. Yeah, we had watched that and you missed it, so boo to you. But that's. <laughs> I, had, I had to go to sleep. Yeah, who needs sleep? You're a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> so that so now thinking about um, we've kind of we talked about our favorite movies. Now let's kind of segue into our favorite characters. So, do I? We love vampires, so this seems like kind of like a moot question. But do we have any favorite vampire characters from like uh, movies, shows, games? If you want to segue into talking about that. Oh yes, I do. All right, lay it on me. (laughs) Lay it on it's us. Smiling, smiling Jack from Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. He's got no tolerance for assholes, but he's a one chill dude, and he's been around a long time. Used to be a pirate, too. Over 300 years old. God damn, I wish he was with us through the entire game. I remember that character. Of course, I couldn't finish the game because it kept crashing on me. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. It sucks. The game does that. Uh, yeah. But that so, but I watched the YouTube ending, so I still felt vindicated, but <laughs> kind of cheated in a sense because I didn't feel like finishing it. Yeah. Yeah, and but the, yeah, I hear you with that. Yeah. Yeah, but that that's a good choice. Smiling Jack. Now to Vampire Toy. Your favorite vampire character. Oh my god, hands down. Okay, it's kind of a, uh, it's so hard to pick, <laughs> like, my favorite ultimate vampire, but it had to go to Bike, played by James Marsters in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Absolutely love that man. Spike! Oh, Spike! <laughs> yes! Yeah, Spike. I don't fan know fan. if you know this story about his character, but initially, Joss Whedon was actually going to kill him off the first season that he appeared. Mm-hmm. 
but he was so popular with the audience that Joss Whedon kind of kept him in. But every day, uh, um, James Marsters would come to the set. Joss would basically kind of joke with him, well, you're here for this episode, but no guarantees for next episode. <laughs> and apparently that went on for a while until it was just apparent that Spike was just going to stay until basically the end of the series. So I'm so glad that he decided to keep Spike. He was literally one of my favorite vampires of all times. Um, close second, of course, Bella Lagasse's Dracula, of course. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, you can't, you can't, like, go wrong with the classic. Oh, pretty Bella Lagasse. The grand, the granddaddy, just pretty much of all the, I don't think, I don't think that was the first vampire movie, like, ever, 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 but it still is pretty old, because it was made in 1932. I think the yeah. first one was Nosferatu, if I'm, yeah, Nosferatu, yes. if I'm not. Yeah. The Huge that. legal battle for that one too. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Didn't know that. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, the wife of Bram Stoker tried to sue them because of uh, the representation of Nosferatu being so similar to Dracula. I think originally it was going to be Dracula. Don't quote me on that one. But because of the legal battles, they changed it to Nosferatu. And I think they were able to get away with it without any legality, but it was just a huge, like, huge thing, like, back in the day that they were trying to do that. So, uh, yeah, Nosferatu is also quite the classic, kind of funny to watch, but I <laughs> loved it as well. Such a, I like the over-the-top black-and-white uh, movie acting. Yeah. <laughs> that one has it. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, you watch. Silent. Yeah, you yes, watch exactly. Yeah, you watch something like that now. And you just like laugh at it all. But for back then, I'm sure it was probably quite the accomplishment. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Got to appreciate the classics. Indeed. That's where all this came from. Yeah, exactly. Without Bram, so actually, without um, Vlad the Impaler, we wouldn't have the story of Dracula, and without the story of Dracula, then we wouldn't have vampires in popular culture today. Indeed. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, then my favorite vampire, of course, I'm I'm an Anne Rice girl, so I've kind of had to go with that um, something from her lore. But Lestat is I had it has to be my number one favorite vampire. And <laughs> yep. <laughs> got, you, you have to go with Lestat because either whether you see him in interview the vampire. Um, my only thing about Tom Cruise is that I wish he would do a, would have done a French accent because Lestat is French, Lestat de Liancourt. But um, yeah. but I do appreciate um, Tom Cruise interview the vampire. But my favorite version of Lestat is the one from Queen of the Damned because I felt Stuart Townsend pulled him off just a tad bit better and got his mannerisms down, at least as for how he was described in the books. Now, yeah. all right. No, that was my favorite vampire. Now, what about the asshole vampires? So, the jerks. So, any kind of favorite jerk character vampires that you two enjoy? Ooh, I'd say the master from Buffy the Vampire Slayer series. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, I loved him. I was sad he only lasted one season. I know. What is that? What is that? Such they potential. Couldn't, they couldn't beat that guy. When it came to villainy, they just couldn't. 
Mm-mm. I'm sure they had all kinds of villains, but no, the master was the best one of them all. I agree he's, completely. He's, he's in my opinion. <laughs> that one's a good one. I'm not sure how I'm going to top that one. <laughs> <laughs> so we could all just steal his answer. <laughs> that one's, I mean, the master was really good. Mm-hmm. And I think even Joss Whedon mentioned that he, he was kind of sad that eh, he had to throw away such a very strong uh, enemy so early on because um, he was he was good i mean he he comes in later too like little little appearances here and there so the fact that he had still such an influence even throughout the series down the down the road i mean it speaks volumes uh, i guess my favorite asshole vampire oh man I don't. I don't know if I have one. I mean, yeah. I mean, Spike is an asshole in his own right. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he is. Good guy. Yeah. So especially like an angel as well. Oh, I loved him in Angel. <laughs> Quick to the Angel Mobile. Yes. <laughs> I, I was just um, never. I was just never a fan of Angel as a character. Sorry. Okay. He was okay. Yeah. yeah. They could have done him better, but you know. He was I, better than Bones. The guy that uh, portrayed Angel. He was it, better than Bones, but anyway, that's going off topic. Yeah. Yes, this is not a show about finding bones. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um he was he was good. The actor, he was good. I think his name is David Borealis. He yeah. he did great. Um, I personally have a hard time enjoying the sob story vampire mm-hmm. storyline. It's yeah. just hard for me to um, to kind of empathize with them because mm-hmm. I, yeah. I I get it. It's like oh man, that sucks for you. But I really enjoy the vampire that just kind of accepts the fact that okay, this has happened to me. I'm gonna make some lemonade out of this lemons <laughs> and yeah. or you know make a bloody mary cocktail whatever they you know yeah whatever, like, yeah whatever. you squeeze the humans to make yourself a bloody mary probably <laughs> literally from the damned. yeah <laughs> oh uh, but yeah it's those are always the more difficult vampires i think to to become liked by people who are watching and i think it comes back to that whole ideal self like we feel like why are you upset when you have literally everything? Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, right. e- exactly. And I think that's kind of like why I couldn't, I'm going back to Anne Rice again. It's why I couldn't stomach um, Louis' character in Interview with the Vampire because it was like, I could sum it up um, with the very end. Ah, oh, Louis, still whining. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's so true. Yes, it's because it's like all he did was like whine. And I was like, would you just shut up, please? I mean, you're technically the one who made the choice to become a vampire. You could have just like died. (laughs) Indeed, and no one likes a whiny vampire. No. No. Because, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, because it's like what Vampire Toys said. It's just like, why are you whining? Shut the hell up. Exactly. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing there, but okay. Now let's get into before we talk about our favorite films. I want us to start with the flip side. 
and think about some of the worst vampire films that we have seen. So, whichever one of you wants to start with ranting about the ones that you hate. Twilight. (laughs) Fuck Twilight. They are wannabes. They are not vampires. They're fucking wannabes. I knew you'd start with that one. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, I've I've unfortunately seen them all. And I don't remember anything from them, thankfully. Is it because of your sister's? Yes. (laughs) He's like, yes. (laughs) It's supposed to be about vampires, but it's really just about uh, some girl's diary love story or some shit like that. That's pretty accurate, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That that is pretty accurate. I watched it to make fun of it. I just died at the part whenever he, like, rips open his shirt and he's like, I'm a monster! And he, like, sparkles (laughs) like Oh, no, that is so unnecessary. <laughs> it's like so true. It's like oh. keep your shirt on. I don't want to see it. <laughs> just, just be what you're supposed to be, a monster. You don't need to go ripping your shirt and saying, oh, "I'm just gonna beat my chest and cry about it." Eh, <laughs> 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 hey, that's a vampire toy. The vamp- oh. I um, uh, I actually had a hard time picking. Um, as you know, like. I don't like Twilight personally. However, I always do like to say good things about it because what it tried to do was something different. And it was trying to do something that, you know, we hadn't seen any other vampire uh, attempt do. And it didn't work for me, but it obviously worked for other people. And because of it, we have a lot more people interested in the vampire, um, you know, idea and the genre, right? So I, it's like a love-hate relationship for Twilight, personally. But um, I actually had a hard time picking this out because I haven't really come across one that I, I just hated. I tried to find... you. Were, I don't know if you remember this, Brandy. Remember how I mentioned this sci-fi original movie with the hand puppets and they were like space alien vampires? Uh-huh. I swear, I spent like two hours trying to find this fucking movie. I cannot find it. <laughs> It has, it's been wiped from, like, the Earth's history. I must have somehow dreamt about it or not have seen it. Like, I even tried talking to my dad about it because he was there watching it with me. And he couldn't remember this movie. So I'm just like, but that one was the worst. Uh, but I can't find it. So uh, you'll just have to trust me that it existed at some point and it was bad. But to give a more accurate or uh, concrete answer, I had a hard time thinking my fangs into Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie. Oh. oh. The original movie was kind of, it's like kooky. It's a kooky vampire movie. And it was one of the first vampire movies I ever watched. And I just couldn't really get into it personally. Like I watched the whole thing. I was like, okay, this is okay. Uh, it has literally like, if you're comparing the movie and then Joss Whedon's TV show, they're kind of, it kind of jumps off of that original idea, but it kind of gives it a darker, more, um, you know, more realistic uh, idea with the TV show. With the movie, it was more funny and kind of lighthearted, and I just couldn't get into it personally. It wasn't bad, it's just, it wasn't for me. Uh, um, okay. And then, uh, 
I had a hard time getting into the new Dark Shadows movie. Have you seen that? Oh, no, I know the one you're talking about, though, the one with Johnny Depp. With Johnny Depp, yeah. I liked it. I thought it was funny. Uh, but, again, it was kind of like, it's, I don't know, it was just too too kooky. I think when, when you're dealing with the vampire genre, there's like a, a certain point that is just too, like, if you're trying to be funny, it takes a, away from it almost. I don't. I don't know if it's just me not liking that particular vampire twist, but those two movies kind of stood out to me as my least favorite. Not that I didn't like them. It's just my least favorite. Okay, uh, I get you. It can be done well. Like whenever we talk about our favorites, I'll mention one that I feel was done well. But when it comes to the worst vampire film. That I've seen. It was one that I was just like, okay, why the hell did I watch this? Dracula 3000. Oh, I was God. just thinking about that one. Dracula 3000. <laughs> In I, space. I was like, mm, what no. the fuck was this movie? It, and, the really and, and the concept, it wasn't bad. Like, having a vampire like in outer space where there's really no light... And he yeah. can't be burned by the sun, and he's just chasing you on board this spaceship. Okay, the concept was cool. It's kind of like gave me vibes almost of Jason X, like at times mm -hmm. with like the whole setting. Like, but that costume they had Dracula in. Uh, what? I, I have no idea. And then just the <laughs> end was just like so weird where that guy was like, okay, like pretty much, like we got 12 hours left before the ship explodes. I was like, why aren't you turning the ship around, you idiots? They're like, you got 12 hours. And then the guy was like, okay, well, I'm just going to go screw this girl now and tosses her over the shoulder and then the ship explodes. I was like, and that was the entire movie. Why doesn't your ship have windows? I mean, I know it's structural weakness and everything, but, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. That would have helped so much. Oh, oh my God. It's just like, oh God. And then after that movie, I was just like, my brain just was just like, it was always like, dude, just kind of like yeah, on I, this flat line. I think I lost some brain cells watching that one. <laughs> I think so too. I want them back. <laughs> so, uh, and never again. I almost said Dracula 2000 was my least favorite, but at least at some points it was kind of like, you know, you could laugh at it because it was so bad. You couldn't do that with Dracula 3000. Yeah. No way, no how. It was terrible. <laughs> Vampire Tori, if you've seen that movie, I'm sorry. <laughs> I have actually avoided that movie entirely. So I have, its reputation precedes it. <laughs> okay. If you, it's a, do not watch. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. If you ever are like, okay, I kind of want to know what it's about without having to like really watch it. There's a YouTube channel. They're not horror related, but they're called Good Bad Bad Bad. So if you look up Good Bad Bad Bad, Dracula 3000, and then just watch that, at least they'll make it humorous and they'll have already watched it for you so you don't have to. <laughs> That's awesome. So I think the only time I might convince myself to do it is if I have just a huge bottle of rum next to me and some Coca-Cola. None of us can suffer with you if you wish. <laughs> <laughs> we volunteers oh, tribute. <laughs> yep. Oh gosh. <laughs> that was, that's the only way. 
I don't know if being drunk will help you. It's that bad. <laughs> you know what? You know, yeah, I don't think it would. I think it would make it worse. Oh somehow. no! <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, it's all it's all like a movie tour. You could just like riff with people, and be like, "Ha ha, this movie's so shitty." It's just like, "Oh god, this movie is so shitty." What is it going to end? <laughs> That's so sad. I that always upsets me. And because you know they put so much work into a movie, it's not just all fun and games, right? It's lots of money, lots of hard work, early mornings, late nights. And then for it to just flop like that, like, that hurts, man. It, I feel, it feels bad, man. It feels bad, man. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, and I know also one of my guilty pleasure movies is, I don't know if either of you have seen uh, Van Helsing, that movie with Hugh Jackman. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. I actually like that movie. Yeah. To me, it's like, yeah, the, it wasn't too bad. I, I liked it. I like the Victorian yeah. age. Yeah, like. like they had a very interesting style. Like the stylization of it was unique, and I I like that too. Yeah, hmm. almost kind of like a at steampunk at certain times with uh, Van Helsing's weapons. Yeah, yeah. I even played the game based off that movie. It wasn't actually terrible. For uh, once, a non-shitty moving tying game. Hmm. Amazing. Yay! Yeah, a rarity. That yeah, is a rare. PS2 age. Ooh. Oh. oh. Yeah. Oh, I like there. Oh Just no! Reminds me of Underworld. The the Underworld game was god awful. That's the worst vampire game I've ever played. Uh, no, 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 no. Okay, if you want the worst <laughs> vampire game, Dracula: The Last Sanctuary on the PlayStation One. <laughs> That's the worst. That, that is the worst vampire game. Because it just drops you right in. It drops you right in. It's like solve this puzzle, and you're like. What? How? Like, like you, you give me no direction. You just expect me to solve this puzzle without knowing exactly what the hell I'm doing. Yes, right? that's, ex- that's exactly what it expects you to do, Silver. Oh, Jesus Christ. And this is back during the days when really you couldn't, like, um, look on the internet and find detailed walkthroughs. You had to go to, like, game FAQs. And so oh, I went to God. game FAQs. I printed off an entire walkthrough to get through that day game. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's just oh, like, wow. I spent money on this game. I'm finishing it. That was back during the day whenever I was like a bit more spiteful at things. And now I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> I'm finishing this out of spite, not yeah. because I like you. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. So, Vampire Toy, if you ever get curious about that game, don't. <laughs> Avoid just it. immediately abandon that idea. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. For the sake of your sanity. Yes. Okay. Thank so, you. Yeah. So if you come to me and say, "Hey, Brady, I'm thinking about going retro and playing Dracula: Last Sanctuary," I'm gonna be like, "Do you remember what we talked about on our podcast episode 24?" <laughs> Just no. <laughs> Avoid it at all costs. Yes. <laughs> Wait, you're not spiteful. No, Dan, I am not spiteful. I am a very beautiful human being. We can get to that topic later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we kind of, we've ranted about ugh, what we don't like and a little bit just about guilty pleasures. And now let's get into our favorite vampire films or what we feel like is our favorite. Um, originally, I did say, um, if you can, think of a top five or I don't know, like if you guys thought of like a top five or a top four. Three. It's just like, so what direction do you want to go with that? Um, we, well, I have 
I have like three on my list for better best vampire movies, I suppose. Okay, we could do top three uh, vampire toys. Is that okay with you? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's start with, okay, Silver, what is your number three most favoritist vampire film? All right. I actually, like, enjoyed the first Underworld, uh, From Dust Till Dawn, and The Lost Boys. I actually enjoyed those three movies more than most vampire movies that I've seen over the times. Ah, give a little bit of background as into why you enjoyed those three. Uh, oh, I barely remember much about two of the movies, but in Underworld, I really like how um, it all came to be like the ancient vampire being asleep all this time and then eventually having to be awoken and he doesn't even know the era that he has been awoken in and it's too soon apparently from what he says. But I really did like the fact that it was a blend of action and uh, like the whole war with the lichens and the vampires as well. I really like that kind of uh, theme. So that's pretty much why uh, Underworld is probably one of my favorite vampire movies. Yeah, it's kind of been established too that vampires and werewolves are just like their mortal yep. enemies. They don't get along yep. for yep. various reasons. <laughs> yep, they are locked in an eternal war and neither side will win because, well, you know, politics and power gains and all that crap always gets in the way of probably leadership decisions. Yeah. Whether they can cut off the war or not. It really depends on who wants what more. Do you want, do you want peace more or do you want to continue the war? Just remember that your numbers are not infinite. They're finite. Exactly. Exactly. And then Vampire Toy, how about your top three most favoritest vampire movies? Yeah, um, so from bottom to top, uh, I really liked Interview with the Vampire. Um, it, I actually remember watching it when I was younger. And I liked it a lot when I was younger. And I tried re-watching it recently, actually, as now that I'm older. And I was just watching it. I was like, oh, my God. Does he just complain throughout the whole movie? <laughs> but I really liked it. I mean, it, it's such a good, like... Uh, it's a good way to get your foot in the door and to introduce you to vampires. It's so good. And um, it it definitely helped me when I was younger to really get the ball rolling as well uh, when I was getting into the vampire thing. So I really liked Interview with the Vampire. It was good. I still really like it. I really love the acting and all the different characters in it. Such great actors, big name actors in that movie too. I didn't realize when I was younger, but now that I'm older, I'm like, holy crap, Tom Cruise, you know, just so many just oh, very sexy vampires. But uh, <laughs> uh, 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 a little more than Interview with the Vampire, I like Nosferatu. I actually watched that at an early age. And that's what I really liked with the whole black and white kind of funny kind of thing. But it was like it was so uh, different and it still is very different than what we see with vampires today um, that you know Nosferatu isn't sexy uh, uh, to me anyway I don't know if there's <laughs> someone out there it's like oh Nosferatu oh, I don't know but uh, <laughs> I like that he was different I like that they took you know they took the folklore of that of the past and they melded it into this creature 
And it's it's really, you know, it's been a unique character that people have called back to. And so I really did enjoy it. It's one of my top ones. But number one, of course, I have to give it to Dracula. Brown. You know, I just... How, yeah. I have to. Yeah, it's almost like, I have to save that number one spot for Dracula. I have to. It's like, it's... Yes. Bella Lagasse and his incarnation of dracula is so it's such a classic it is so ingrained in our culture you know he he was the face of dracula for many many years of his acting career that when you think dracula a lot of times you're gonna call up the image of bella lagasse and his acting is phenomenal his phrases still outlive just all of it like most people quote his quotes and have no idea or have yeah. never seen the movie and it's so good I, I really liked it um you get to see all the characters like uh that you know uh, a lot of modern day vampire movies will call on you know van helsing and dracula mm-hmm. you get to see these characters when they were first ever incarnated and it's just it's amazing i love it it's one of my favorites so yeah. those are my top three yeah. My children of the night, what music they make. <laughs> indeed. OG vampire, indeed. Yeah, and you guys, if you want, can put in your top three, like, in chat. Uh, top three, like, vampire movies. I see that Dan has already done so. Um, he says, I don't know what your third one is, but his number two is Lost Boys, and number one is From Dust Till Dawn. All of them are good choices. And when I got to think about just my top three, I'm a very, like, nostalgic kind of person. So I tend to, like, because um, Hellraiser was on my list whenever we talked about uh, movies, horror movies from the 80s. So now I give my number three spot to The Lost Boys, of course. It was the first Mm -hmm. vampire movie that I saw. I'm very nostalgic. And it's just like, well, if I hadn't seen that then i really wouldn't know that vamp um, that much about vampires or maybe if they even existed i mean who knows i may have found out later but that's what kind of got <laughs> me like um first exposed to the vampire and then i know people will argue with me from here to kingdom come other people like not youtube but other people would probably just be like why brandy but <laughs> i really did enjoy queen of the dam that would have to be my number two now i know people who have read the books are like well it's matched elements of the vampire lestat and queen of the damned and the movie's a mess how dare you blah 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 it's like well set the books aside if you just take the movie for what it is it's a very very fun enjoyable film and i like Stuart townsend as lestat i thought he nailed the mannerisms perfectly so that's why my number two is Queen of the Damned. And then I got to go also, like I said, I'm an Anne Rice girl. So it's just like Anne Rice, Anne Rice, Anne Rice. So my number one will be Interview with the Vampire. And to me, um, Tom Cruise kind of stole the show in that one. But then also Kirsten Dunst did a really good job as the little like vampire Claudia. She was perfect. Yeah. Absolutely perfect in that movie. Yeah. Vampire children would be very frightening. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, indeed. <laughs> and she was, she was a terrifying little Spitfire. Oh lordy! Yes, Dan, I am a fan girl. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I also uh, Queen of the Damned had a really kick-ass soundtrack. I'm gonna just say that mm, right now. 
Yes, it is. Mm. Jonathan Davis, who's the lead singer of Corn, wrote so yeah, wrote most of the soundtrack. And then of course, um, of course, Stuart Townsend. That was not his voice. That was Jonathan Davis's voice. He was lip syncing it, but still, still. We had a track from Static X called Cold. Uh huh. I had a. It had a lot of good early 2000s, like like metal rock music, and it was just really kick-ass. I loved it. I'm glad that you brought that up, Vampire Toy, because yes, I remember the soundtrack is one. So good. Yes. Oh, man. And then, okay, we got Tim saying his favorite vampire movies, top three. Um, va- oh, Vampire Hunter D. Okay, I don't think I've seen that one. That's it's an anime. One. It's a yeah, uh, oh. so bit of an older anime. Um, I actually, I have seen it because it was another one of those vampire movies my dad owned, just like Blade. And he was like, you haven't seen this either? Okay, let's go watch this. So a lot of those <laughs> movies were my dad's influence. Um, yeah, Blade was another one. It was the same same idea of, you know, oh, you haven't seen this? Let's go watch it. Um Lost Boys, same thing. Yeah. Such good movies, man. I mean, it's all the, it's all the ones I've mentioned on TV. Yeah. For the most part. Man, we just have parents that are just like, hey, watch these movies. <laughs> like, watch these horror movies. That, like, you're like seven and eight years old. It's just like, and you think, wow, good. Like, some people may think, wow, good parenting. But I'm just like, thank <laughs> you, mom, for exposing me to like all this stuff. Because I remember also, yeah. not vampire related, I watched The Howling when I was seven. Because my stepdad was just like, hey, we're going to, let's, I'm, I rented The Howling. You're going to watch it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. After my first uh, horror movie, I had nightmares the night after. Ah. <laughs> Good times. Good, Good times. times. <laughs> okay, and then Tim also said Blade and Blade 2 round out his top three. Blade 3. What made Blade 3, though, is Ryan Reynolds. I will say <sighs> that he was probably the best part of that movie. Yeah. Is, and that's the only yeah, thing just... that makes it watchable if it's on TV. If it's on he TV. Just didn't have, uh too many scenes though i know which is with like eh but if i have nothing else to do and it's i'm bored and i see it on tv i watch it i don't voluntarily be like hey hey, play three woo (laughs) aside aside from ryan reynolds yeah that that movie is not really worth the watch uh, I've seen all three of them is that the one with like the sun and he's like ripping open the elevator going father is that yeah, one? Was, okay, because yeah, <laughs> that one was pretty ridiculous. Okay, I just want to make sure that was the right one. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is happening. Oh, no. This is turning into a soap opera with vampires and werewolves, and I'm not sure I'm okay with this. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, Tim, exactly. Let's make a Blade movie that barely has Blade in it. Blade Trinity. Oh, <laughs> like- <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was the yeah, direction. Yeah. yeah, that was the direction they were going with it. Because like you would figure, like if you're going to end the trilogy, at least end it on a high note. Yeah. Yeah, you would expect like the second, the first movie is usually really good. The second one's usually kind of meh, but then you expect the third one to like be really good, not good, and then good, and then. Pfft. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why call it Bra- Blade Trinity if it barely has Blade in it? You should just call it Trinity because that's just really just what it was. 
That's a dumb name, mm. though. <laughs> or or Blinity, if you want to go stupid with it. Yeah, Blinity. Okay, Silver, <laughs> go home. You're drunk. I couldn't resist. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Uh, okay, all right, so what I was going to end on is like we already kind of talked about, we already talked about earlier in the podcast, so I won't end on it, but it's pretty much uh, vampires are still a pretty big deal in 2019. Do you feel that these are horror creatures that will withstand the test of time and keep going on and on and on? Or do you think they'll eventually fade into obscurity and we'll remember them no more? Hmm. Well, considering the, you know, the very first vampire movie was in 1922, they've lasted for a long time, almost a hundred years. So I'd say, yeah, it would still continue on. And, well, it really depends on how we go about vampire movies and and uh, other vampire stuff related as well as, as, well as games as, and whatnot. But yeah, I think they will stand the test of time going forward. What are your thoughts, Vampire Toy? Will vampires stand the test of time? Uh, gosh. I, so I'm currently of the belief that pretty much all of the, the creatures have their, like, their highs and their lows, right? They go through cycles. We suddenly get a huge surge of ghost horror movies and then you know the next thing is maybe werewolves and then the next thing is uh you know uh, biblical creatures you know different things start to cycle and i feel like vampires they they go through those kinds of cycles as well and i think it's because we get to see different incarnations of them and different twists that people want to give to them i think as a society we're not quite done with them and as humans, we, in almost every culture, have uh, some sort of creature that could be defined as a vampire, and it has been that way for many, 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 many years. I really honestly believe that vampires are so ingrained in our culture and have been for so long that I don't really think they're going to be going anywhere. I think they're going to continue to adapt to what it is our society um, fears, but then I also believe that they tap into what our society desires as well. It's almost just a double-edged sword with them. And mm -hmm. I think that's the appeal for vampires. And I think that appeal will continue to project it forward into the future until we see different forms of vampires, not just sparkly vampires. We're going to see more <laughs> vampires. I swear we will. Um, I think it's just... I think vampires are coming back, you know, and um, I personally see it, you know, with my, my Twitch handle being vampire. I Now I see more. I think I, I have that, you know, uh, reticular activating system going for it, the <laughs> RAS, just like mm -hmm. I see vampire stuff more and I see it starting to mm -hmm. kind of gain more interest in our society once more. So I think it is very soon that we will see yet another surge of interest in vampire uh, stories, to say the least. Yes, I I would definitely agree with you on that. I think like after the whole 
Uh, Twilight thing, I kind of seen the interest die down. Like, maybe it was, like, really high, and then it's kind of died down a little bit. But I do agree. <laughs> I'm really like, kind of interested in seeing what the next iteration of vampires, like, will be. Because they're not my super, super favorite supernatural creature, but I do like them a lot. Mm-hmm. I, for one, would like to see something being done, whether it's animated or live action, being done with the... Uh... Uh, what was it called? The White Wolf universe. Like, you know, Vampire the Masquerade. Mm. I would like to see something. I'd like to see something series wise based on that because there is so much lore to work with. You could work oh. from the ancient days or even modern times. There's so much to work with. All kinds of different eras, different vampire clans, you name it. It's not just vampires, it's werewolves too, and other supernatural creatures to boot. Yeah, it's a very wholly involved universe, which I can definitely respect the, all the manpower and time that was put into oh, yeah. creating that. But uh, we won't be getting that right, uh, right away, Silver, if at all. We are getting a sequel, though. <laughs> oh, yes. And I am so pumped for that. I've been waiting mm -hmm. for 15 years. Oh, everybody has been waiting so long. Thank you. <laughs> If they're listening, thank you. Yes. Paradox. Paradox Interactive. If you are ever listening, please don't fuck this up for us. Please. <laughs> we don't. beg of you. Just, just don't. Okay. I'm sure they'll do fantastic. They have done amazing thus far. Yep. Give us your all. That's all we ask. Mm -hmm. I have one thing to say. Please don't crash 25 times. Just <laughs> let me at least like just be able to get through this. Aww. Because I, I was so bad. I I was so and Silver was like, I'm sorry for recommending you this game if I know it's gonna crash so much. I go, it's not your fault, it's stupid Gates' fault. I was so I was mad, yeah, crashing, yeah, that was, but that was part of it. It's just like it made it to where I couldn't even like really fully enjoy the end of the game, which really made me mad because I was excited to play it. But you can only uh. take so many crashes, man. Oh, yeah, man. it was a bit buggy, yeah. Yeah, even uh, yeah, even with the patch I had downloaded, it was still bad. Yeah, I should have linked you to the uh the plus patch. <laughs> I I have legitimately had no issues whatsoever with crashes. So I think it might be the fact that uh that the GOG version uses the basic patch and not the plus patch that causes so many issues. Hmm. But there's only one way to find out if that's true or not. Install it. Yeah, you'll have to like point me in the direction of that plus patch, and then I'll do. It'll be off stream, but I'll do like another playthrough as a Malkavian yeah. or something. Yeah. So. I shall do so. Alrighty. Uh, I think that is actually a great place to. And we've talked about a lot of our favorite vampire things. We talked a lot about our favorite movies. Why? We like vampires so much, and I think it was, like, a really good podcast, and we got, like, to talk to chat, too, about what they liked and their favorite vampire films, and wow, it was, like, it was just, like, I really had a good time, you two, so thank you to Vampire Toy, and thank you to Silver for... Waking up early or staying up late, whatever it is you had to do. For yep. um, thank you too for coming on. Like I really do appreciate it. Thank it you was, for having us. It was my pleasure. 
just reminds me of that still that accent just reminds me of that story like in uh, scary stories to tell in the dark i am the viper i wish to wash and wipe the windows <laughs> <laughs> i remember you mentioning that a few streams ago <laughs> yes oh man Alrighty, so to everybody out there, remember the next stream, uh, if you're part of the Twitch community, the next stream will be on Friday at 7 p.m. Central Time. What am I going to do? I don't know. We'll figure it out whenever we get there. I mean, so yes, uh, but thank you all for coming out. I really do appreciate you all taking the time to listen in, and as always... Stay terrific, everybody, and bye-bye now. Bye. Bye. Goodbye.